Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Day, the second hour of our two-hour show. If you want to hear Joe and I discuss a lot of the hot baseball topics going on right now. Should they play? Shouldn't they play? Should the players get paid more? Uh, you know, should the owners foot the bill? Go back and watch our first hour on demand on YouTube and head on over there uh, to sportsgrid.com or even to youtube.com on our channel, and you can catch that on demand. Or just hit rewind if you're watching it right now, and, uh, and you can catch it as well. Uh, before we get into our season win totals, interesting comments yesterday from the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, no big surprise for me, as uh, Dirk Cutter probably surprised a lot of people when he <laughs> said that he really didn't know, uh, you know, how much workload Todd Gurley could take. And here is the tweet that was sent out yesterday regarding some of those comments. And before we get into some season win totals, Joe, I just want to try and beg you and drive the point <laughs> home to please not double down on this guy in 2020. Um, if there is just one, look, I don't give. A lot of good advice, but that's my one piece of advice for 2020. I, now, I, I will why say this. so upset about last year? He finishes RB14 uh, and he went in the second round. What's wrong with that value? He's not good. So listen. He's not good. So, <laughs> so uh, yesterday in the morning, because, you know, somebody else that I know, for, I don't want to throw him under the bus, also thought, said the same thing. Oh, he finished top 14, top 15. He was 15, I think, actually. PPR. He barely caught the ball. Because he because he gets the ball to one every single time. Great. He's Bam Morris. Fantastic. So, listen. So, I, I bet, basically, um, uh, to uh, make a purchase, no money, and it's a $100 or less purchase, me against a buddy, that he would not finish top 15 this year with no qualifiers. The only qualifier would be is if the season gets shortened somehow, and then the bet is off. But beyond that, I made that bet. So, I'm on the, I'm on the books now with an anti-girly bet. For All right. I'm curious who this other person is. Maybe after uh, on the break, we'll find out who it is. But look, I, I understand that. But at the same time, now you even pay less than you had to last year for Gurley. So if you get him in the third round this time, oh and he God. does finish his 15, but it's about returns. But I mean, who who would you rather? T so you're telling me that we're just right off the bat here. You're telling me that we're getting to third round that you feel 
I'm just trying to pull a, a name out of a hat here. I mean, Chris Carson's and, and those are the guys and, and Mark Ingram. So you're going to definitely put yes. those guys over Todd Gurley. Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to differ there because I think Atlanta on a one-year show me deal, I think oh he's going to Oh my show. gosh, again, unbelievable. It's fine, it's fine. You learned your lesson last year. You're going to try again this year. I'm I can't wait. I hope they keep me on this show because if this works, if he does perform well, I make up for last be, year. Every Monday is going to be amazing. I don't know if last year was all his fault. Last year, the usage was bizarre. Do you not, you watched the games, you know. The Rams' usage of Gurley was bizarre at times. Just saying it was. He got the ball in the one every single time they had the ball. Did he the score every time? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. He did. He made the most of that one yard. He was amazing. Hey, it's about touchdowns, my friend. You're going to score me touchdowns? That's, I'm listening. And that's going away this okay. year. Okay. Why? Because Atlanta is such a terrible offense? It has. To, it's, the guy can't play anymore. He's finished. I don't Done. know. David Johnson's finished. They're both finished I, it's very unfortunate and i hate to say it uh, if you're riding your bike when the super bowl is happening and you're at the stadium your career is over i have a question what happens to the rams again i just want you to live in this hypothetical for a second let's say todd Gurley has a bounce back here i'm not saying he's the best running back of football but let's say he has a really good season let's just live in that world not possible what's the indictment of the rams then and sean mcveigh and the and the organization as it's a whole a conversation that we will not have to have all right they cut the guy. <laughs> they cut they him. Cut the, he's making a ton of money. Their Doesn't cap, matter. He cannot their play. It's hard. Possible right now. All right. Go well. back and look at the history of players who had who had injuries, whose careers were cut short. And when the next pandemic in ten years, fifty years, when you and I are doing the show, we'll we'll, we'll talk about Todd Gurley. We'll put Todd Gurley on that list. I don't think, I don't think we're going to make it that long. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know we're kind of like a little wager, side wager of how long we stay together on this run. I don't know. About I got years. one more. I week. hope so. I, I don't think you me. could. I don't think you could stand 15 years of me. There's no I may, way. I may, I may be able to. No. All right. Uh, on that note, I'm, it's not going to work. I tried. Okay. So uh, on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Their season win total for 2020. The win total is over uh, 11 and a half at minus 125. The under is plus 105. They are just a huge favorite to win the AFC. There's zero value at minus 390. A little bit of value to win the AFC Championship at three to one. And then some value to win the Super Bowl at plus 650. I think my favorite of all of these would be the AFC Championship at plus 300, because then all they got to do is get to the AFC Championship game, and you still could cash in and hedge at the end on three to one odds. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, I don't ever mess with the top in the NFL. I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's always one player or two players away from a team not winning. You know, 10 games and winning eight, you know, something serious could happen. And of course, Mahomes is certainly the main guy there. As long as he is there, you would assume that the team's going to win 12 games. But I make no assumptions with that sort of stuff. So it would be under or nothing for me on that. Uh, well, look, I I'm looking at the 11 and a half. I'm just looking through the schedule here and I see 13, possibly 14 wins here. It's kind of a light schedule for them. I mean, I don't think the Chargers are any good. I think they're a far better team than the Broncos. You also look at some of the other teams that they have on here. I mean, I think they're much better than uh, the Patriots at this point, too. I think they're better than the Cowboys. I mean, you continue to look on here. Actually, the Cowboys are a preseason game. My apologies. But the Patriots, they're better than uh, the, the losses I see here are at Baltimore. I think is going to be a tough game for them. Um, they're much better than the Raiders or just I keep going here. The Buccaneers. The, the Saints in New Orleans, that's even a winnable game for them. But I will I will give that one to the Saints at home. 
I don't see a whole lot of losses here. And then they finish out with the Falcons and Chargers again. I don't know, Craig. I look at this. I think it's an easy over here for this one. I'm actually shocked. I know 11 and a half is a huge number anyway, but I'm actually kind of shocked that it's only 11 and a half. I, I can see this being an over here. And you're right. I think AFC Championship game is the most intriguing one, too, because that's definitely, I think, right in their grasp. I mean, how do you not get there? You're the Chiefs. You're in a you're defending champions. You just made a great it's a better bet selection. Than, it's a better bet than the win total. And I think it that's, is. The, that's the mistake that bettors make is that they don't mm -hmm. look deeper into the odds. And yeah. why would you bet over 11 and a half? When you can bet them to win the AFC championship, aren't you essentially saying to yourself that if they're going to win more than 11 and a half games, that they're the favorite well, to win yeah, the AFC? Can, and if they do that, then they have home field and they really don't have to win but one by the game way, to get there. Right. By the way, they could win 10 games and still win the AFC championship without a doubt. No problem. But again, part of it is losing the main player. And when the when the total is so high like this, you're one well, more. If it's not Kansas game. City and it's not Baltimore, who's the third challenge? You know, there was somebody I was thinking of the other day. Uh, as an outside shot. I forget who I was thinking. Yeah, AFC is really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Tennessee's got another Cinderella in them quite like they had. Um, who, who's in the, with Baltimore, it's Tennessee? Is it, oh, who am I? No, uh, Baltimore, you got Pittsburgh in there. You got Cleveland in there. I mean, I don't think, yeah. I don't think those are going to be the teams. Maybe, either. maybe I was thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I'm just, I think the AFC is really, it's a two horse race, you know, especially now with the Patriots in a transition too. I don't know. It just, Kind of look, I don't think Buffalo is quite ready. Houston, Maybe the Jets. <laughs> All right, let's, let's uh, go on. To... I'll, I'm going to put the Jets against the Todd Gurley thing. That's going to be, that's where we're going. This is. What do you mean? How are you put one against the Well, other? I'm going to say, you, you keep saying about how the Jets are going to win more than six games or whatever. Oh, was. no, I, I like, would, I, I, I was, I'm not strong on that at all. I, just, right. I wouldn't, I would, I, first of all, I would, no, there's no guarantees on anything. I think that's the foolish part right. of it, but it's, I, I, I wouldn't bet the Jets one way or the other. I would bet a lot on uh, on Gurley, not whatever his his uh, props are. I would bet under, okay, w without a doubt. I mean, well, that'll I, be a fun show. I can't wait for that one if we're still together. Well, you got to you got to make up for last year on that. So you got you, 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 you double down, double down. All right, All right. Uh, Seahawks uh, for 2020. Now the Seattle was a lot better than I thought they were going to be last year. I was definitely wrong on them. They went uh, over their win total last year. Their their total this year is right where it was, nine and a half plus 130. So uh, some some thought process here that maybe they're not as good as they were last year. They're under nine and a half at minus 155. So not really a ton of value on either one of these. You got to take a big stab at a 10 win season, bet 100 to win 130. And then risk 155 to win uh, if they only go nine and seven. Number seems right to me. Odds to win the NFC West plus 240. Odds to win the NFC Championship 10 to one, and their odds to win the Super Bowl pretty good. That seems to be the most interesting one at 21 to one. A lot of things would certainly have to go right for them. And Joe, I don't really see them as a strong contender, but I don't know if it was coaching or Russell Wilson or whatever it was last year, but they showed up every game to play they played hard and they were what top five team in the nfl last year as it turned they out were. they were and look they they do have some talent there they've they've made some uh some additions of depth too which i think are very important both at the running back position and elsewhere on the team and the one thing about the schedule when you look at it it finishes well for them they've got the giants jets back to back at home then they go at Washington and then at home again against the Rams. I think that's a very favorable back. You might be sweating this one for quite some time. And really, I think what you're betting on is December. If you think that they are going to go, let's say, one, two, three, four, 
and then they finish up in January 3rd against the 49ers. If you think they're going to go four and one over those five games, then you have to really think about that and think, okay, then, then this is a realistic number. I tend to stay away from this one. I think, like you said, it's kind of right on there. It just seems like that unless you get some sort of epic fail here and you're going to play the narrative of the Super Bowl hangover with the 49ers, which is really interesting to do because I know everyone say, oh, it's not a trend. It's a trend. It's a trend. When you lose a Super Bowl, especially in a fashion that is, let's just say, uh, kind of upsetting <laughs> or, yeah, or, or difficult. It goes the other way. The only two teams that rebounded from that, and there's two in the last 10 years, the one was the Seahawks, who had already won with Russell Wilson, and the other was Tom Brady, who had lost. Okay, so... When you're looking at the rest of them, every answer is always yeah. ends up being the Patriots on this show. I don't know how. But well, always. look, I'm just saying these are the facts. So these are the teams that that lost Super Bowls in the last 10 years and then did not just get buried the following year. I'm telling you right now, it's a real concern. And if you want to bet that trend, I know you're big on trends sometimes. This is one you can look at and say, OK, well, who's next up? Because it ain't going to be the Rams. I don't think the Rams are any good. So to me, I'm, I think the Seahawks are... That's the I only think they way they have a shot. I think I think the 49ers are going to be good. Uh, I'm going to go I will go against that trend this year. I, I normally I would do that. I saw enough from them to think that look, they may but everybody not Everybody said about the Kaepernick 49ers too and then may have, listen, maybe maybe so. Didn't work out listen, either. <laughs> we're all meant to we're all meant to be wrong half the time hey. and and this is a spot where I will I will wait till the season starts and then I'll have an opinion on it, but I would probably go over on San Francisco. I like their defense. I, I like I like the fact that they added a receiver. I like them more committed to Samuel. I love the fact that Mostert now is going to be the guy there. I just I really I, I think they're well coached, and and a, a oh, step back for them would be I hope wins. Mostert is the guy there. I think he Who's deserves be? To be the guy. I don't know, but this Shanahan. So let's not pretend like Bowman? that possibility doesn't. Even, I God, I hope not. By the way, uh, before we go to the break, we had our restricted free agent auction. Oh yes, we had it. And uh, this great league that we're in, the restricted free agent auction uh, runs all day and night. And uh, somebody put a bid in 11 o'clock at night, and it's an eight-hour bid. And so in the morning, I didn't see it, and I did not get Kenyon Drake. Great league. All right. Uh, Gray Albright will join us here on Fantasy Sports today from Razball. He's coming up next on the way. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. 
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As always, every Friday here on our show, we bring in the master of fantasy, the master of reality, and the king of Razzball, Gray Albright from Razzball.com. Gray, happy Friday to you. How was your week? Ah, it's pretty good. It's all right. I mean, I'm starting to get nervous now about baseball. I, uh, you know, I don't know if it's You're like back a... back and forth. You're back and forth. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm still hoping for July 4th uh, for baseball to return um, after a three-week spring training. But, yeah, I mean, now, right now, we're in the uh, negotiation stages of this, so... It's making me a little bit nervous about like whether or not, you know, they're playing a negotiation tactic or if this is really them saying we don't want to come back, you know, like, uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I spoke to a lot of people yesterday about it. And the uh, there there are a lot of owners that are genuinely concerned that they're going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars this year. Uh, right. With no, with no fans there. So it's a very tough thing. I tend to be gray on the side of the players. I do believe that they should be more compensated than just on the revenue sharing deal. But I also see the ownership side because I've never had $500 million in my pocket. And somebody said, would you like to give us $100 million? You know, and and I think right. that is essentially on the line for the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cardinals and some of these teams that make all their revenue with the players in the stands. But I definitely see the player side of it, too, because they are putting themselves at risk right. and the owners are not. So it is it is it is very complicated. Selfishly, I would like to see them come back. And personally, I would like to see somebody other than Blake Snell be the spokesperson for the idea that baseball Blake, Blake Snell sounds like me from high school. Like, <laughs> yo, y'all, I got to get paid. Know what I'm saying, homies? Like, I, yeah, can like, we find a different Players Association spokesman than Blake Snell? I mean, please. <laughs> I mean, and not only that, it's like, I mean, I, I guess in his defense, he didn't realize that his, you know, playing, and not only that, Gray, like, you, you imagine, like, negotiating billions of dollars playing game, video games, like, yeah, I got to get paid. I got to get paid. Like, we're using that as the commentary on behalf of the players. While playing a video game on Twitch, that's what we got. Nobody talking, a guy playing video games giving his opinion. <laughs> Players, players actually in the uh, esports leagues don't even negotiate while they're playing video games. <laughs> I gotta get paid. What's up? <laughs> Yo, I gotta get paid. What? Like the example, the example, the <laughs> example I used uh, uh, earlier in the show was like, can you imagine like Adam Wainwright? Like they ask Adam Wainwright about this, you know? Like, <laughs> I gotta get paid. Yeah, like, yeah, you, 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 like you can't even. Like, 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 I'd like to hear from him. Like, what does he have to say about all this? Like, this is like a guy like more like me. He's married. He has kids. He's a little bit older. You know, like, like not every player in Major League Baseball is twenty three. No, I know. That was the uh, that's the other concern. It's like, what if uh, you know, like, what if a lot of these players who are really like you know set for life and don't need the play? I mean, like, there's at least I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, I want to say there's at least like. 
50 to 70 percent of players in the major leagues are set for life. So it's like, what am I doing? Like, why would I go out there and play? Uh, especially for less money. Do you, do you and, think that? Uh, do you think? I mean, we haven't even touched on this yet. Do you think that two percent of the league will sit out? Like, do you think there's a chance of that? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, like, if you say to, uh, I don't know, just take a random name, say Miggy, uh, Miguel Cabrera, you go and uh, you say to him, like, yo, we're going to play for 50% of our salary. And he's like, guys, I'm worth $220 million. Why would I go out and play for anything right now? Like, what am I? What well, am I the, the devil's advocate is that it sends a bad message, uh, you know, but. When when was the last time any pro athlete really cared about that either, though? You know, like, I know, and it's also it's such a it's such exter- ex- extenuating cir- circumstances that it's like you can't hold anyone uh, any of this against anyone. Like if they legitimately feel like they would be at risk, it's like no, you have to go risk your life. Like it's a different story. Like during contract negotiations, and players are saying. No, we have to have like certain concessions and the owners push back and the players push back. And it's this like standard negotiation where you have like, you know, a strike could happen or something because of, um, you know, player contracts. But this is beyond that. Like this is people. If someone says like, no, I'm worried I'm going to die. Then you're like, well, he's not playing this year. I mean, he's scared he's going to die. Had a lot of nice. You know, an interesting, uh, nice is not the word, but a lot of interesting comments, I think. <laughs> no, um, nice is an okay word. I don't mind. That, so we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. here on the show, we have the National League West coming up. We're going to talk about the potential players. I finally mm-hmm. now I'm talking fantasy baseball a little bit now, Gray. Like, I feel oh. like I haven't done it in two months. It's time now to, yeah. to start doing it a little bit again. Uh, I can't be like one of those 24-7 guys when there's yeah. nothing to say. I'll take um, off my uh, Marvin Miller hat then, and we'll we'll go yeah. back to fantasy baseball. You got his glasses on though. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Marvin Miller Jr. to you. Okay. You do. Uh, uh, so with with um with players that could really be helped by the DH, we've gone through like each team. I'll tell you who I was. Uh, you know, a couple of teams that I'm kind of stumped with. And you could tell me, like, I, I know it's like throwing it out here. We didn't really talk about this in the pre-show about this. But, uh, like, Arizona, like, who, who the, the Diamondbacks. I like, like, you know what? I like the Diamondbacks as a. They're uh, going to be a good team. Yeah. But, but are they helped? Are they I, helped having an extra like hitter? the fact that they have two Martes in their lineup. That's just unnecessarily confusing. But I do like Kevin Crone. Right, Josh Rojos, Rojas, well, uh, or, or Jake Lamb for the Universal. Lamb was the DH. one that I said that they got. They got to give him a chance to see if he can do it. Be the DH, well, right-handed I, pitching, I put him in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Totally. Yeah. At least against righties. Against That's, lefties, yeah. we already know he's not good. So I doubt they use him for that. Maybe they go to like um, a platoon of him. And Rojas or Crone, maybe. Crone was the other name that I said maybe in a lefty-righty thing. Because Walker, they're going to give another chance to, I think. Oh, Walker is the starter, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. And if Walker is like, you know what, guys, I'd like to DH for a little bit, I think they even put him at DH and let Lamb or Crone field. I don't think Lamb can play at all field anymore. (laughs) No, I don't don't think he can. But I'm saying, 
He might. I'm not saying he's able to. In an 80-game season, you know? Yeah. How many podcasts are in an 80-game season, though? Yeah, exactly. This, uh, welcome to my podcast, in an 80-game season. game season. Like, like, how many times is that going to be said on, on I know. podcast? I, uh, like, yeah, no, I, I feel like that is, like, that's also, I mean, it, that is actually an entire, like, day long like 24 hour long podcast of saying like the differences between 80 games i mean there's so many differences it's like the entire everything gets thrown out because like i thought so but you like you want to keep your team though so no exactly but if no i do want to keep my team i do but if you're drafting again like everybody else i'm drafting literally you're in a league with me in two weeks we'll do it again I am literally drafting right now. I just got a notification. I'm on the clock for an NFBC league. Anyway, if Jake Lamb is platooning in an 80-game season, because you have to say that, there's no value in the platoon in 80 games. What is that? Uh, prorated out to, like, 60 games, maybe? I mean, oh, that's man. like... I mean, outside of an NL only... <laughs> You're really like scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're no, looking. No, I know. We just we just going through the possible options. Like oh, we can't no, like like, no, like Hunter Pence is going to be the DH for the Giants. I'm pretty solid on that. I what feel about like that. Puig though. I mean, if he signs, doesn't Puig have a chance to DH or is he just going to go into the outfield? I would if say he's he'll play the outfield. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I would say he'll play the outfield. Um, the the other team that is is stacked, but we were you know we're gonna we're gonna try and dive in to see who plays DH and who plays the outfield is. Uh, L.A. because they tried to move Peterson. I feel like Peterson is definitely going to play the outfield. Is mm -hmm. A.J. Pollock a D.H.? Like, is that he doesn't fit like that prototypical mm -hmm. D.H. type, but maybe that's what saves him. Like, is that yeah. possible? Yeah, no, I don't think that's uh, totally far-fetched. I mean, they have uh, Betts, uh, Peterson, and... Who else? Who's in center? Oh, Bellinger, right. Um, yeah, yeah no I mean, outfield. So outfield, I guess Chris Taylor, AJ Kike, like a platoon slash rotating. You know, the so great not a, thing about not a big benefit. No, I don't think so. But, you know, like if you're John Heyman, you're like, yeah, the Dodgers have a great benefit <laughs> because they have great depth. I mean, no. I mean, honestly, I think Dave Roberts is good at, and the only thing he's good at is getting everyone at bats. So you probably have some sort of situation where Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, um, Pollock is uh, rotating in and out. I, I yeah. think that's fair. I, I think um, I, for, for us. I, oh, my God, I just touched my face. <laughs> that's it. You're done. Oh, God. <laughs> i got to spray you. Stop the show! I touched my. I, I, the, the team that we agree, that we uh, Joe Pizzi and I we uh, came to the conclusion that the one team that this would not affect at all is the Reds because the Reds are still going to use a million people and we can't figure out who. Well, pizza Pia is a uh, that sounds like Pizza Pizza and it's that true. is that is uh, that's a redundancy because pizza means peace in Italian. So a piece of pizza is like saying a piece of peace a piece. A piece of pizza. If you're saying a piece of pizza, piece for pizza for a piece of pizza, that's really confusing. Anyway, you were saying? I think we're out of time. <laughs> that is the best show ever. This goes this to the Emmy. This goes to the Emmy judge. Where, whoever's judge. Do you, do you vote for the Razzies? 
too. I'm voting for the Razzies. I'm sending this in, and I'm gonna tell. Razzies. I'm gonna pretend that I, I'm not judging my own stuff, but I'm gonna judge it, and I'm gonna give it. A, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would love to see ten the Razzies out of this. Yeah. Did you get any? New, did you get any new movies in the mail lately, or no? Uh, we did. We um, we saw Normal People on Hulu this weekend. That's what we were watching. It is so good. I mean, oh, it's hard, heartbreakingly good. You should watch it. Watch it with your wife and just be like, ah, I don't know. We'll see what this is like. You know, just <laughs> it, it, like, I love it. Like, not knowing, like you're going in, like let's just see, and then you start watching. She'll just be bawling her eyes out. She'll be like, Oh my God, Craig, you're so. What did you do to me? Grail my heart. Gray, all <laughs> Hey, uh, Gray, have a good weekend. Be safe. We'll catch up again next Friday. Thanks for coming on. Uh, all right, Gray Albright. Catch him over at Razball.com. All their projections are constantly updated for the 2020 fantasy baseball season. My guess is from one week today, one week from today, when we bring Gray on, we're going to know exactly what we're talking about for the 2020 season. I think we are almost there. Uh, we'll take a quick time out, and we'll be back with some of those possible designated hitters in the National League West. Joe Pizzapia returns and joins me next year on Fantasy Sports Today. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Thanks again to Gray Albright for coming on the show. In case you missed the interview with him, we'll play it back for you tomorrow on Fantasy Sports Today's Weekend Edition. You can catch us Saturday morning and Sunday night. Just go to sportsgrid.com for the entire schedule. Joe, what's coming up on Diamond Bets this weekend? Oh, well, very exciting. We're doing uh, center field. So two hours of incredible center fielders, the top center fielders right now in the American League and National League. We rank them. We discuss them. And... Of course, we're going to do the greatest center fielders to ever play for every single major league team. And that great debate has been a lot of fun. And we'll also discuss the greatest centers of attention of all time. Last week, it was the craziest moments out of left field. This week, it's center field. The centers of attention, both good and bad. Maybe okay. people that got attention because they were seeking it. And other people that, well, attention just seems to find them. All right. Fair enough. We'll catch uh, Diamond Best this weekend right here on Sports Grid. Okay. Uh, now. On demand, you can go back and watch our shows very easily. 
we covered the designated hitter going to the National League being universal this year, the possibility of that, and the players that would be affected from a positive point of view, from the National League East to the National League Central. Those were our last two days of Sports Grid shows. So just go back and watch those on demand if you want to catch them. Today, we're covering the National League West, a much more difficult proposition to me on the side of designated hitter and also on the side of possible reserves, which we'll cover coming up in about 50 minutes from now. So let's go ahead and get started with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, at the top here, I mean, I mean, look, A.J. Pollock, Jock Peterson, one of those two guys is probably not going to be able to play every single day, or they were. Now they are, and Pollock's had a hard time staying healthy. I don't, I don't see Pollock as a D.H., but maybe this is the route that they go. Look, Mookie Betts is playing every single day, so it's oh, yeah. the end, end of the story. Uh, Pollock's making a ton of money. He's got to play somewhere. Maybe it's DH. Uh, maybe you know, Muncie is a possibility there. The health of Taylor is always a question. So Pollock was really the best I could come up with here. Well, I mean, defensively speaking, I think Muncie would be kind of the guy who would be best suited for this role. But then you know, Pollock it, doesn't play, right? Well, then, then right. You know, Pollock is then— Pollock can't be a fourth outfielder making 50— Well, he can. I mean, that's what they traded. They tried to <laughs> I mean, trade Peterson, right? I know, yeah, but they're unable to do so. It's it's a very difficult situation, but maybe, just maybe, this is what A.J. Pollock needs. I mean, A.J. Pollock has, you know, has a lot of talent, but staying on the field has been difficult for A.J. Pollock. And I think when you look at his career, there's been some high points and just a lot of incompletes. That's that's the problem. And, look, it's a short-lived potential season anyway. Maybe, just maybe, you can get him in that D.H. role and he, and he plays every day or you rotate him and Peterson out. Uh, because who would be playing left field then, right, in that scenario? One of uh, these two guys. You just rotate them out of DH and left field while Mookie right, plays right. center. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you could definitely do that. Uh, Muncie's another guy's going to get some time there as well. But I think the Dodgers are one of these teams, too, that has so many bats that they like. The DH really, I mean, basically the rich just got richer because this was already a very good team. And now you're saying that every day they're going to get another one of those good bats in there. Maybe it is a Chris Dale or or somebody, whoever it is on the daily basis is going to be better probably than most other DHs and other National League teams. So the Dodgers, this is another win for them. And maybe in a way it worked out that they did move Peterson. Could be. Edwin Rios uh, is another player they have too, outfielder. Uh, Diamondbacks, Jake Lamb. Okay. I mean, he's the DH. What else is there to say? I mean, that's he, he against right-handed pitchers. Jake Lamb is the DH for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say he's only DH every day if there's never a left-handed pitcher again in Major League Isn't Baseball. Isn't there any hey. more certain? There's, I don't think there's ever been more <sighs> certainty than me giving you this guy a DH this year. Probably, but I mean, I don't even know if you want him there. I mean, Jake Lamb is just, he wants about done. I think he's done. I really do. He could, he could be, but he's gonna get his chance to be the DH. Ugh, this is difficult. Well, you're you probably got. right. No, I mean, you're probably right. But I just think you can't have any good expectations for him at all. There's no Jake Lamb renaissance here. Just Kevin Crone? Maybe. Honestly, he might be more productive at this point. I mean, I know that's that might be a hot take, but... Oh, maybe they flip. Jake Lamb's hitting like 175 against I, left-handed listen, last pitching, year was and he's only hitting like two... But he's only hitting like 230 he, against right-handed He right could very pitching. well be done, but I, I think that they're, they will absolutely give him a chance. You're right, they'll give him a chance. Too bad this didn't happen was when Yosmani Tomas was still a thing. He's this still there. Been, he's there. He's he, he still there, right? He was in the He's AAA on their 40, man. He's still there. Maybe. Maybe. Just saying. Because he played his, three years. His time has come. Well, I thought he, he could play the minors. crushed though. the minors for the last two years. 
Well, All right, uh, Padres, they got their wish. They got the DH, so Will Myers gets a chance to play. Oh. No need no need to trade him now. I'm sure that Another they'll try. But... Yeah, but why? Another winner here. This is a great. Will I mean, Myers, he, perfect. He should be able to, but they have another guy that can only play DH in Josh Naylor, so I got to put Josh Naylor down here, too. But if you're the Padres, who would you rather have in that lineup? Naylor. Really? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. want to get rid of Will Myers I know. as fast as they can. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd want what? Will Myers. Twenty <laughs> Josh Naylor's. I don't say, well, who's the better player? You Josh Naylor's Probably better Naylor. player. Really? They have no choice with Will Myers. None. He uh, has never been healthy. Never been healthy. And never, I mean, six years. No help. <laughs> well, this is another guy that probably should be a DH anyway because they've bounced him around from different spots and, you know, defense hasn't always been his strong suit. So whether he ends up as a DH in the National League or the American League, you could say that after this year, Will Myers is going to have a home somewhere with a DH universal in 2021, which whether they play or not, I think that's coming anyway. So, so Will Myers, 88 games, 87 games, 80 games, 157 games. So not never been healthy. He has twice. Uh, 155 games, great year. 28 homers, 30 homers, back-to-back. 80 games in 2018. 2019, Will Myers played 155 games and hit 18 home runs. More than Josh uh, Josh Naylor. <laughs> Naylor can't play defense at all. Zero. I know. Just saying, I, I take my chances with Will Myers first, and if that fails, then I'll pivot to Naylor from the Padres. All right. Uh, Rockies, Ian Desmond. Is it open and shut case here? Ian Desmond. Uh, how about some Daniel Murphy? Let's improve our defense. Put Daniel Murphy there. So then where is Desmond playing? Uh, left bench. I mean. So Desmond just uh, doesn't play? I understand they're paying a lot of money, but I mean, he <laughs> look when you've got all these guys, these Hilliards and Hampson, and and you know, you got all these guys that you want to get on there. I think the first thing you do is it's probably going to be Ian Desmond to a certain degree, but at the same time, I think you also have to look at it and go, okay, Daniel Murphy's getting older. Oh, he should. Daniel be the, he's a perfect DH, he is but a I typical DH. He's the guy I, that you want to DH. But this, I thought this opened it up for Desmond to be able to play. I'm going to put the Daniel Murphy gets a lot more action at DH than people realize. Who plays first, McMahon? Yeah. I think Ryan McMahon plays first. Not impossible. I think you got a lot of first base slash second base guys on that team. I still think Brendan Rodgers is going to be a superstar, by the way. I Well, but here you go. But where's his path, right? Brandon Rodgers is not going to play shortstop. He's not going to play third base, so he's got to play second. second. So if that's yeah. the case, then you have to take Hampson, move him somewhere. So then he's got a DH, and then McMahon's going to play first. The Rockies and that still means, know what they're doing. That's and that cool. means, <laughs> yeah, who's, who's a DH? Daniel Murphy, not Ian Desmond. Desmond's I love on the Brendan Rodgers. I think he's going to be an absolute star. I, I don't disagree with you. And this is another team. Are you going to see Brendan Rodgers this year in 2020? Uh, yes, I think we will. I think that Arenado will be traded. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I think Arenado will be traded. Maybe what that's are you going to get for Arenado? Well, does he have another year in his deal after yes. this, Aaron? Okay, so you got the year and a half or whatever it is, but we'll find out. I mean, if you're going to trade Arenado, you better do it sooner than later. Right? I think that, I think it would have been done already, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Is it still St. Louis? Is that still the? Uh... I don't know, but I but I think that it would have been done before the season started. But if it's not St. Louis, where'd the other spot be? Is there uh, one that's logical for you that you could say, okay, that's a good fit here. Yeah, Texas. Texas would be interesting. Texas, Texas did not make the splash that you and I were looking for they in the offseason. They, they tried. Cooper, they tried. They didn't succeed in full, and they really don't have a third baseman. Nope. So, so it's Solak, and it's it Santana, would make sense for them to yeah. open that door. And now they have their franchise guy again, and they still, you know, they have the new stadium. So uh, I would guess. I, I I think the Rangers 
you're right. They did not make a big enough splash. It wasn't for a lack of trying. They did try to acquire more players, but it came down to at the end, do we give Puig this 15 million or do we just say, ah, you know what? And they were smart. They didn't do mm -hmm. it. So. Yeah. Uh, Giants DH. Okay. I got nothing. Hunter Pence. Sure. Fine. I guess. You, got, you want to throw another name out there that we're not going to want to play? I'm trying to remember a team that has so many old guys on it. Like, this team would have been awesome in, like, have 2002. No no I know, but, like, imagine it's like, oh, it's Longoria and Buster Posey and, and Hunter Pence. Like, this is so 2004. Well, there's a reason why Bobby Evans doesn't have his job anymore. There's a reason why Brian Sabian is, like, a de facto president, um, like emeritus. And there's a reason why Farhan Zaidi is running the team now. That's it. They, you can't do anything with Longoria. You can't do anything with uh, Samarja, I mean, you're just Posey. stuck with those. Uh, well, yeah, Posey Wait too no. at the end. They'll let Posey go out his way because he's iconic guy and everything like that. Um, Belt's also making a fortune. You know, Kevin Pillar, they cut out right after the year. He had the yeah. best year for them last he did. year. It, he did. It's Ended a, up in a good spot, too. And then they made the horrible signing with Gossman. It's just going to be a really bad year. For the Giants, it's, and it is, I and I wish I could was going to get better sooner, but it's not. I mean, they've got one or two good prospects. Obviously, Bart's one of them, and the shortstop's one of them too. But, but like, but to their credit, the reason why this got like this is because they are a special franchise. They're in a special ballpark in a special market where you can't tell the fans we're rebuilding. You can't. I mean, can, you can't. You can't go in New York and say we're rebuilding. You can't do it. You can't do it in Boston either. You could say, oh, we may not be as competitive. The Giants for the last three years needed to stop and hit the reset button, but instead they're getting Andrew McCutcheon, you know? Like yep. they just, and they didn't deal Madison Bumgarner, which, again, I just I can't fathom that last year. Him. Yeah. I can't fathom how that didn't get done last year. You, you That is the one chip that you could have moved, the one chip that would have helped a ton of teams. They were trying to win teams. for Bochy at the end, but what was the point? Yeah, but not last year. Last year nobody was no, trying to No, last year they were good. Good. Ugh. Yeah, they were right there for the playoffs. <laughs> they actually were. And I then, really think they were viable. I don't think so, but they were they made some crazy run. They won like I know they had a good run in the summertime. I get that. I know Longoria started hitting in, the, in August. I get all that. I understand, but come on, man. Like you had is, to... Look, they wanted to make a run for Bochi, uh, and they didn't. They the run for Bochi's got three rings. I, mean, I know, but they, they knew he was done. They wanted to try again, and then I put a big bet on their under this year. A lot of money, a lot of money on the under, and now I just got to get my money back. It's just so How is that all working, too? Do you just get refunded anything you yeah, bet on previously? Yeah, that all, yeah. yeah. It all comes back. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I mean, I'm sure they'll release new win totals, but I've already decided I'm not involved. That's it. You got to ask Blake Try to make a prediction those. on that. You got to be out of your mind. Blake Snell's got the win totals. You guys go to see him on, on Twitch. You got yeah. it? Okay. Oh, he's, oh, sure. Of course. He's got everything. He is the great sage of our time, Blake Snell. I gots to get mine, Blake Snell. Can we get some T-shirts made up of I gots to get mine? I gots yeah, he, to get yeah, paid. I, I, for people who didn't know, like I watched all of the live streams of, of him playing in the games on MLB The Show. Cause I, so I was not shocked to hear him, you know, kind of uh, verbalize these things. He was the least entertaining of the streamers. Of the, the, I don't They gave him some award for being the most entertaining. He was the least like, they were doing a game at the championship, and the announcer was like, oh, and Blake, Blake, you just had a great home run. He's like, yep. It was like, wow, like, that's it? Like, he was just not entertaining at all. So. Yeah. Kids nowadays in their YouTube and they're watching other people play video games. I don't know. I don't get it. But whatever. I'm old now, so I guess that that's, that's what happens. Part of the equation. All right, <laughs> we'll be back with the reserves for the National League West. And there are some names you may recognize here. We'll try to... Dig for some diamonds when we come on up next here on Fantasy Sports today right here on SportsGrid. Don't go away.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back. Craig and Joe here with you on Fantasy Sports Today. Before we get into some of the potential players that we'll be looking for on reserve lists for Major League Baseball teams. Uh, Yesterday, Joe, a good sign for sports, NASCAR announced that they're going to be holding at least five more races and up to 20 more races in June and July, which essentially means at least once a week, maybe twice a week, we'll start to have some more sports on television. So obviously we want to see this weekend go well. And once that does, potentially, you may be getting yourself into a little NASCAR this year. How about that? I know there's, you know, there's silences and then there's awkward pauses and then there's there's really, really deep silences. I don't know what to say about that. I've never been to a NASCAR race. I'm just You're a stupid Yankee the from the North. I am not going to be huge in the NASCAR. It is not happening. You're definitely going to be. I am not going to be huge in the NASCAR. I, I got nothing against the NASCAR, but I'm just a stupid guy from the Northeast who doesn't know anything about the NASCAR. And I even call it the NASCAR. Listen to me. I sound like a moron. I just And, and Craig Mish is doing Punch. all sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. And I know like Sean Engel here at the network is a NASCAR genius. I get that. And and more power to all of them. I don't understand when you interview the folks about the NASCAR and I'm going to keep saying the NASCAR. Tell me something. What do they talk about? What's the ins and outs of the NASCAR? Is it about certain drivers on certain surfaces? Is it about, about is that what the it is? teams and the ownership and the positioning as to where the cars are, when they okay. start their histories at the track, things along those lines. Okay, so the pavement's different in different spots, too. That's what you're saying. It's like the parquet floor at, in Boston, right? So there's nothing, different, no, different pavement. I could say that. I could have just lied. I was like, it, it's all about the fenders. Which fenders <laughs> I just, God bless you. God bless you if you're looking. I hope people who are looking I, forward I, to NASCAR I'll get that. Sh- I'm going to give it a shot and see what wow. happens. This is what we've come to. Craig Mish just said he's going to give NASCAR a shot. I this am. is I am. this is something. I can't do it. I can't. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't want to. I'm not Listen, talking fair. bad about it. I don't want to no, take anybody out of it. Me with wrestling, I don't. I don't blame. Right. I'm never, I'm I never going to watch. Here, it. I could do two hours with, with, especially this week at WWE is amazing. So many crazy things happen. Vacated titles, all these things. All right, all right. You all right. could turn the whole show over to me. You could put your feet up, have a cocktail, and I'll talk wrestling, and we'll get a lot of hits on that. I guarantee you, we will guaranteed it's the one thing still going it's essential according to vince mcmahon Listen, uh, you can you can uh, you can hit the off button on this and or i can hit the off button you could just talk you, right into that camera you really for not an realize hour. how huge professional wrestling is right now worldwide. i was a huge wrestling fan and you were but, but i am I'm, not anymore question, and it's you over. realize now how huge professional wrestling still is right now I, it's I'm so sure, huge that it's I, on I, i'm sure it is four nights a week on national television, four, four nights a week and, on and different so, major so networks. And reruns of Seinfeld. Not in prime time, not at eight o'clock at night, not in the prime time, four, four times right. a week. Listen, you got professional I'm wrestling. I'm sure a lot of people like it. 
and I love I I really respect the people who do like it. It's just uh, it's, well, it's no longer for me. Do it too because the athleticism. With you know what I'm gonna do this weekend? I'm gonna send you a match, and if you I want to get oh, your okay. opinion. I'm gonna send you Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, and you're gonna watch this. Tommy Dreamer is my done. favorite. That's Tommy Dreamer. I mean, I love Tommy. Tommy's a friend of the Diamondback show. But Tommy I love Dreamer's Tommy Dreamer. Like, Tommy Dreamer's a fun guy. A great baseball guy, too. He loves is. baseball. He's a huge Tommy baseball guy, Tommy. But, but, you go watch Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano from last year. Let me tell you something. That's going to knock your socks off. you got nothing to do. you got nothing to watch. You keep complaining about it. I'm going to start feeding you what wrestling is now. Oh. And you're going to go, oh, well, I didn't realize it was that. Right. Where, where's that button that. on the block on the phone? Where, how do you yeah, do that? Well, let's, let's, let's talk about Kybert Ruiz. I'm sure that's going to spike the ratings of FST. It's definitely not the 24-7 champ, I can tell you. <laughs> I tell you. Again, of course, you're going to focus on the one goofy thing because you're going to – The gonna one. Focus. The one thing that everybody uh, knows about. That's <laughs> not everybody. I mean, it's just goofy. That's all. Okay, Joe. Uh, on to the reserves for the <laughs> National League. Here are some of the possibilities. For the Dodgers, it's Tito Santana. No. It is uh, Kybert Ruiz, who I don't think is going to have a chance to catch all that much, although I was considering putting Will Smith here. But Will Smith is going to make the Dodgers, and he's going to start for the Dodgers, so that's a silly proposition. Ruiz, Joe, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, I I'm not really sure. He's, I mean, they have Barnes. He's the backup. They have Smith. He's the starter. Ruiz is their top prospect. I, I feel like they're going to probably trade him to another team. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dustin May is another guy that comes to mind, too, that I think they will be keeping he a very close a eye name. on, too. Yeah, so he, I would he put, could make the team, though, no? He, he could, but, again, this is another one of these dudes where we talk about the pitchers that you thought had limitations this year. If they play, all of a sudden, the inning limits go out the window. Nobody cares anymore. So you're the Dodgers. Hey, this is a guy we can put in there. I mean, Urias is another guy. If you want to talk about guys that are winning from the potential of a shortened season, it's this rotation for the Dodgers. It's Urias. And it's Dustin May, potentially, too. Those are two very good young arms that have a lot of upside. Ginger Guard, as he has uh, been called. Now, that's a nickname. See, that is fun. I want more nicknames like Ginger Guard than stupid nicknames like A-Rod or F-Rod or P-Rod or whatever. That's I mean, it's just dumb. It's just lazy nicknames. Nobody has any good nicknames anymore. I'll tell you who's the laziest. Don Mattingly is the laziest with his nicknames. He uh, is the well, he, I mean, and Donnie knows I love him, too, but he just puts an E on every well, single thing. Well, let's say that Girardi does. Oh, there's Guardy and... And, oh, my uh, gosh. And, and, I make fun and, of him for it. Everything. Every just guy e has an E on the end. Oh, e wide everybody. Him and Girardi, same thing. Is that right? S oh, Maybe oh my they, God. They come from the same Yankee you know, thing. I, any Yankee press conference, okay? I mean, we'll see what happens with the Phillies, but any Yankee press conference with the last 20 years he was manager, however long he's manager, everything was, oh, there's Gardy or there's uh, there's Horry or, or whatever this stupid. I don't know. Georgie. Georgie. Yeah, Georgie and this guy. Oh, God, just – Stop. That's that. not a nickname. I hate that. Yeah. The worst. Okay, from nicknames to players. The Cobra. I, 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 That's a nickname. The Cobra's a nickname. We did best nicknames at one point, Joe. I'm sorry uh, I missed that. Believe it. If you, if you think we haven't covered a topic on this show, we've covered it. Trust me. How would you like uh, to cover it? Diamondbacks. On to the Diamondbacks. I've got nothing. I've got zero. I got, I got no reserves. I got John Jay, uh, who didn't get a major league roster uh, job, but got a minor league one who will sit in Arizona and wait for somebody to get hurt, which will happen, and then John Jay will be playing in outfield like he does every single season for the team that is Arizona. I, I got no I got no one else. That's what John Jay is. He's a good hand. He's a guy you keep around because he can, he can play. He's not going to – I cannot like come up with one other Diamondback. 
Um, off the top of my head in this situation, I don't think I can either. I don't want to talk about Yasmani Tomas again. So let's move on to the Padres, please. All right, Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll... I don't know how the Padres are going to Why did you sound this? like Dieter from Sprockets there for a second? You're like, yeah, it's a Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie yeah, Gore. He's just, he's yeah, it's a perhaps. Yeah, it's a Mackenzie. Yeah. Perhaps it could be. Yeah, very good. So his pitcher, yeah, for the Padres. You know we're at the end of the show when this is happening. Yeah, it's uh, Friday. It's Friday. Mackenzie Gore. The Padres have to be good to see Mackenzie Gore this year. That's my opinion. When they start the season in July, if they're still good in August, you'll see Mackenzie Gore. If not, you'll see him next year. That's it. Yeah, probably. This is definitely one of those, you know, you know what, or get off the pot moments here for Gore and the Padres. And, and these first 30 games are going to be very important. That's going to tell the tale, really, because I, I think that there will be and maybe you disagree. I don't know. Don't you think there's going to be a yeah. massive overreaction to the first 30, jerk, 30 games of the year of whether we can contend or not? And teams are going to either go to check out. Or no, because forward? you probably can. It's only 80 games. Well, okay, so there you go. You're 20 so, and 10, you're in the driver's seat, pretty much. Well, and that's what I'm thinking about. And, and if they are close to a record like that, then Gore is going to come up. You're going to see Mackenzie Gore. And if they are 10 and 20, you're not. And if they're in between, if you're 15 and 15, that's where things get dicey. I think you then have to look at what everybody else in your division is doing and really, really be honest with yourself. And how healthy is this team ahead of us? And, you know, they are still, you know, with the Dodgers. You know, at the end of the day, you're still looking up at the Dodgers. And, you know, I think they can beat the hell out of the Giants. I think they can compete with the Diamondbacks. And I think they can beat up on the Rockies. But it's still the Dodgers at the end of the day that you have to worry about. Uh, let's go to Colorado. Uh, ben Bowden will probably get a shot at the end of the season. He is the closer of the future for the Rockies. But he there's just no reason to bring him up. Because I mean, it's not Scott Oberg? No. Okay. But look, Oberg could be – listen – Yates was not supposed to be the closer of the future for the mm -hmm. Padres, and he is the present. So maybe Oberg pitches like hey. Yates last year. But What's more likely? Wade Davis goes back to being a decent closer, decent enough to keep the job. Scott Oberg takes it this year. Oberg. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm but with they, you. But they, but they have to try to fix Wade Davis to get him out of there. They gotta well, <laughs> they can try. They got to try that. Try to do things. You can try to grow hair. Doesn't mean you're going to Look at that. I mean, I'm... I'm I'm just like a cheat. Are you just letting it just letting it? It's just going to happen, right? Like I, I, I wanted to have a, a haircut, but I just haven't got around to it. Uh, I'd like to grow the chops. If you could do that in the next couple no, weeks. No, I got nothing. All Sorry. right, let's uh, let's end with the Giants. Giants actually will have good. They have a ton of guys on their uh, non-roster and 40-man. They'll probably have more guys to play in fantasy than anyone else here because they're just going to be shuffling guys in and out. Billy Hamilton was a non-roster invitee. If he doesn't make the team and he's on their reserve list, you know eventually he's going to play because they're going to want to trade him. And then Darren Ruff is someone that I will take in every fantasy league this year. Why? Because I just have no idea what he's going to be. He went overseas and absolutely yeah. mauled pitching. Yeah. Here's your DH, right? Yeah. Isn't this your DH? Well, uh, I, Hunter Pence is going to be the DH. But okay. Darren Ruff, in, in your last round, if we do redrafts, you got to just grab this guy and just, you know, maybe you cut him in two or three weeks. It's very possible. But sometimes they catch lightning in a bottle like Thames when Thames first came back. Remember how good he was when he first mm -hmm. saw, uh, well, he was good for, he was good for six weeks, but yeah, that's all I the guess season is, six weeks. <laughs> that's why I love Darren Ruff. <laughs> Look at this, Darren Ruff on every draft board you could possibly imagine. Last pick, last, and then, you know, it doesn't work. Just, just what do you, him. what do you do also, like, as things are going on, do you, did you, were you one of these people that thought waiver wire should have been open this entire time? for fantasy leagues when this is happening no, or she I, shut even, I have down. no idea who's on any of the teams that i drafted none i don't even <laughs> remember i don't remember <laughs> i to my towers or uh i have no clue none 
Well, I, did you? Oh, that's right. You did do it. You and were then in I the did online. the auction for labor. I I know some of the guys. Like okay. the one guy I know I have in labor was AJ Puck because he was the only one that got hurt right before all this happened. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that was. And now I'm like, you oh, know what? I got AJ there Puck you go. There's another segment. Maybe this is our Saturday relearning our labor teams that we drafted in That's February. And I don't, I don't even know how to access my labor team. I, I, I do. I can access your labor team. I got to get I, it. I, I will get it for you if you want. Real Muto. I know I have him. I have <laughs> Real Muto. My I always have Real Muto. That's what happens. You got to watch it, though. You know, you're getting so chummy with everybody. I don't want you to get so chummy with everybody out there. All the major league players it's that you Real can't. Muto. I love Real you got, Muto. You got to. I know you, you do, He's but I'm guy. waiting for you to separate you know, business from personal here in the fantasy leagues. I feel like last year you went a little, you know, you listened to so many of the, of your ballplayer friends in some of the football leagues because I think you wanted to be buddies. And I don't know if it worked out for you. You got to listen football, to more football. nerds like me. Football That's what you got to do. <laughs> right, JT Real right. Muto, is he a Philly or a Met next year? I don't know. I, I got to ask him. All right, listen, that'll do it for the show. <laughs> Thanks to Gray Albright for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all of our producers, editors, of course, Brett, Danny, Ryan, for doing a great job all week as well. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll talk to you this weekend on our weekend edition of Fantasy Sports Today. And have a great, safe weekend, everybody. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.